What is going on, peeps? Welcome to episode 110 of the Fretzelmania podcast. Today, I am reviewing Wrestlemania 39. Took place this past weekend, and my lord, top to bottom, it's easily one of the top five best Wrestlemanias of all time. A couple of questionable booking decisions, possibly, but I'm not letting that sully the fact that I had a blast watching this show. Let's just get right into it, folks. WrestleMania 39 starts right now. Now, I haven't fully watched uh, NXT Stand and Deliver. What I have seen so far was was really good. The women's ladder match was a lot better than I expected it to be, given the fact that there were a couple of green workers in there, like Tiffany Stratton. They, they killed it. The, the men's five-way for the North American Championship was absolutely bonkers. I thought they could have put on the ladder match, but, you know, it's fine. It's in the past. It's not worth complaining about. They killed it. The, the three-way tag match was fun as well with uh, Mark Coffey. I, I forget which Coffee brother is the one that is returned, but that being said, Gallus is now complete. The trio is back together. And for NXT, that's not a good thing. That's a bad thing. I only caught a glimpse of uh, Gargano versus Waller. Waller being an absolute troll. Gargano just taking us through the history of black and gold NXT. The glory days of NXT. Let's face it, the better days of NXT. No offense to this current crap, but... You have to bottle the magic that was Black and Gold NXT, just like this bottle of Ice Pop Prime that I'm drinking throughout this show. Also on Sunday, uh, I was invited onto the Bot Spots and Chair Shots podcast. Say that three times fast. I was with uh, Heel Mike, with Allison, with uh, Will Gray, and it was a really, really good time just talking about WrestleMania Night 1, pre-gaming Night 2. And we all fall in a similar community. We have mutual friends in the podcasting realm, like Matt Ritter from Smackin' It Raw, like Cute Kyle from the Apron Bump podcast. And it was really neat. It was a it was a fun show to go over. And by the time you hear this, I think it'll be on their podcasting platform on YouTube. They streamed on Twitch. It'll be a compilation throughout WrestleMania weekend, I believe. Another thing you're going to want to check out is the Wrestle Addict Radio Discord, because if you're not a member of that, you totally missed out on all the shenanigans that went down this weekend. Uh, King Ricky opened up the voice chat, so myself and him and Sir Charles, friend of the show, just shot the shit, talked about wrestling, reacted to WrestleMania, and it was an overall good time. On night two, General Manager, Kings of the Rings podcast, King Ricky also opened up the voice chat again. Sir Charles joined us, and so did Nate the and Great from Brace for Impact, Game Changer podcast, uh, Nate the Grandana, Banana Housen, whatever you want to call him. 
and Mr. YLP, Zach, from the Young Lions perspective. Voice chat, shot the shit. Uh, Nate did some killer Stone Cold impressions. There was more shenanigans. Making each other laugh and having a good time. Because that's that's what wrestling is. Wrestling is fun. We had our thoughts on the event itself. We discussed it. And you should come and join our Discord. Check our links. It's in there. Now the show itself. Overall, it's probably in my top five manias of all time. Maybe even top three. I even suggested at one point it could be better than X7. Could be a stretch. But WrestleMania Night 1, easily the better of the two. Although Night 2 wasn't without its charm. Kicking off this show, we had John Cena challenging Austin Theory for the United States Championship. No pre-show matches, no battle royals. That battle royal was on SmackDown. The WrestleMania pre-show was basically SmackDown, let's just say. Bobby Lashley won that. And we move on. So John Cena makes a special special entrance here with a bunch of Make-A-Wish kids. His new attire, his new t-shirt is literally G.I. Joe. Pork chop sandwiches! Shout out if you remember that reference. Real American hero John Cena, complete with his bald spot, and I can't unsee it now. I don't know if it was brought up on Twitter itself or if I'm looking at it with my twisted mind. His bald spot is phallic. Like, literally, with the balls and everything. And, you know, we got a good back-and-forth match here. John Cena didn't take a lot of risks physically because, obviously, he's filming movies and can't risk getting hurt. You know, like, I think this was 10 years ago. 12 years ago, however long ago, twice in a lifetime was, Rock got messed up, and that delayed his Hercules movie. Oh, what a shame. Rock's Hercules movie delayed because of an injury. Yeah, most overdone mythical figure in cinema history. Look, Just look up how many Hercules movies there are. John Morrison did one, for the love of everything holy. So this match, you know, breaks out into a bit of a schmoz. We get a ref bump. John Cena locks in the STFU, gets the visual tap, but but then Austin Theory has to resort to desperate tactics, hit the low blow, and the A-Town down, and Theory retains relatively clean. Leading up to this, to this match here, John Cena is has been eviscerating Austin Theory, like to quote King Ricky, he's just a boy, John. Seriously. And he's like, yeah, you can't basically saying that Theory can't cut it. And here he is using desperate tactics to win. But, you know, a win is a win. And John Cena rides off into the sunset. Maybe he does something else. Who knows? Maybe he comes out on Monday Night Raw and ages this incredibly poorly. I have a prediction that by the time this podcast goes out, Theory will not be the U.S. champion. Someone will get called up or someone will challenge him for the title or he's like, hey, John, you had an open challenge spiel with the U.S. title. I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it better. Outcomes 
let's say Braun Breaker, and loses it immediately. That's that's my bit. Next off is a match that I was totally, totally ready to crap on. But it wound up being one of the more fun matches on the show. And that is the men's WrestleMania showcase tag team match with the Alpha Academy versus Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus the Street Profits versus the Viking Raiders. Now, Chad Gable and Ricochet start off this match, immediately showcase their abilities. Chad Gable doing a rolling German suplex on Braun Strowman. My God, what strength that man has. Otis and Ivar holding up Gable. Eric holding up Montez. And then Ricochet jumps onto them, comes crashing down. Big spot there. Braun Strowman's uh, locomotive train spot until Angelo Dawkins just pounces his ass. And Ricochet effortlessly shooting Star Press to the outside. This match is just boom, boom, boom. It's spot after spot after spot. We had a scary looking Tower of Doom. You know, Ricochet eventually then takes the pin from Dawkins. A moment later, Doc had his knees up. Taz follows it up with a frog splash. And for a match that had no build, no purpose, no stakes, this was fun. This was this was awesome. And I hope that. You know, the Street Profits will uh, get bumped up the rankings again. Maybe get another tag title shot. Maybe you split the titles again. I would not be opposed to that at all. Seth freaking Rollins versus Logan Paul. This match was fun and the entrances were even better. Logan Paul took a look at Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 12 and said... Anything you can do, I can do better. So he did the zip line, but it was more of a a futuristic zip line. It looked like it was controlled by remote. There was no line for him to zip down. He came out to the ring with a man in a giant prime bottle rascot suit. I hate heaping praise on Logan Paul. I can't stand the guy as a person. I know that he has gotten better and kind of redeemed himself from certain other controversies. I'm saying that while drinking a <laughs> an ice pop prime because it is delicious and refreshing. So I'm probably a hypocrite and I'll embrace that. I'm okay with that. I'll live with that. Seth Rollins had a literal choir director coming out and conducting the crowd. Yes, there were probably piped in chants. Who cares? Wrestling is fun. Seth Rollins basically raided Lady Gaga's closet and Jeff Jarrett's closet. And um, if you're on TikTok, which I rarely am, but I'll browse through it when I'm bored or I'm taking a dump or something, and Becky was pissed when she saw Seth in that coat basically going like, it should have been May. Friggin' Dolph Ziggler. And I'm thinking, Becky, you already did Lilu from the Fifth Element. Let Seth have this one. 
Does the elaborate trolling of this ri- ridiculous coat mend his top look like the, the classic double J um, stripe bits, which I only realized recently there are supposed to be frets on a guitar? How can I be so fucking stupid? So the guy in the prime bottle, we were speculating in the Discord chat that it was totally going to be Jake Paul and that we would get like Jake Paul versus the Usos at uh, King Queen of the Ring, whatever they call that show in Saudi. But it wound up being being KSI. I don't know who KSI is. I do know he is a very well-known YouTuber with many, many subscribers. For a second there, I thought it was our truth It looked exactly like R-Truth. And he would have done my bad and went along his day. (laughs) And then KSI took uh, the most comfy frog splash I have ever seen. You know, KSI was holding Seth down for Logan to climb the the ropes to the outside for a frog splash. But unbeknownst to him, because I think Logan was like going to film this moment on his phone or he was trolling or doing something. Um, Seth Rollins put him back on, back onto the table and took that comfy bump. I've worn some of those mascot suits in the past. They're pretty soft, but they're warm as hell. And, um, (laughs) Logan Paul calling the buckshot lariat, the maverick lariat. Ah, mwah. Jeff's kiss. C'est magnifique. Great trolling we saw a lot of near falls here from logan paul a couple spots here where i thought that that fucker was actually gonna win this match he goes for a coast to coast which i wanted to see him land but seth rollins reverses that into a super kick we get a stomp and oh oh, seth wins fun match because wrestling's supposed to be fun. I know some people were kind of shitting on this because, oh, celebrity, um, oh, endorsement, this, uh, cinnamon toast, cr-. you realize that this business is about making money. The hand thing means the money. Next up, we had Control Alt Delete versus uh, the Besties and Becky Lynch. The Sin City intro for these ladies, mwah, just. F and A. This was a bit of a cool down match, if you can even call it that, due to the talent that is in this ring. Uh, I'm kind of bummed there wasn't a women's tag title match at this show. But you're putting butts in seats, putting legends in here against the current crop of talent. So I'm pretty sure that this has been Bailey's childhood dream. She is fangirling on the inside, despite the fact that you may have saw her cryptic tweet saying that romantic stories come to an end. It's bait. That's bait. She's baiting you, y'all. And Lita looked better in this match than she has recently. I guess she's been either conditioning or coaching or retraining. She wasn't as botchy in this match as she has been known to be in the past like that moonsault sometimes you 
land on your neck. Sometimes you don't hit it at all. Sometimes you got to bring your opponent a little bit closer. But I thought she looked very good. And uh, she was dressed up as a, na as a NASCAR flag. So this... Uh, <laughs> what bar is Lita? Shout out to OSW Review. Well, Fretz, she is a NASCAR flag. Lita is also Bob Sparkplug Holly. Shout out to Twitter for that one. Uh, Trish, uh, <clears throat> those things, Trish, those things, banging. Steel line from Mr. YLP, I'm just a man. I am merely just a man. EO does her moonsault from the post. Uh, we see a bunch of spammed finishers here. Everyone was loading up their finisher slot in SmackDown versus Raw. L1, 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 boom. And then eventually, Brett's Rope Manhandle Slam by Becky Lynch for the win. This is enjoyable. It was a great way to get the women on the card. It was a great way to get more women's matches on the card because this is what a lot of all y'all want, myself included. Women's wrestling should be treated the same as men's. They should be getting some coverage. They should be getting more than one three-minute squash match on Dynamite, Tony, or more than one ten-minute match on a three-hour show, Hunter. Next up, my lord, my lord in heaven, my savior in heaven, <laughs> Dominic Mysterio versus Rey Mysterio. First father versus son match at WrestleMania. And the entrances here. Dominic getting the, the green mile, the dead man walking entrance, the solitary confinement fan backing right into the thing. Dominic wearing his dad's mask and gear that is reminiscent of Halloween Havoc 97 versus Eddie Guerrero, adding yet another layer to this. And speaking of layers and speaking of Eddie Guerrero, Ray comes out to Latino Heat to Eddie Guerrero's theme at the beginning. Snoop Dogg is uh, driving the lowrider with Ray in it. And Ray is wearing a very Muda-esque mask, so he's paying tribute to the fellow Hall of Famer, Great Muda. Well-deserved. And this match, you know, it had the Cinnamon Toast sponsor bit. It, it, it has the memes. Sponsorship means you all make money. Why is this a bad thing? Sure, it's questionable and it's borderline meme-worthy, but it's good. The dude in the Cinnamon Toast Crunch um, Lucha outfit there. I'm like, okay, uh, KSI, what are you doing out there again? Don't wreck this match. And Bad Bunny joins the Spanish announce team. Neither of which are Hugo Savinovich or Carlos Cabrera. I guess they are both retired, and that made me feel old, as I am 20 days away from turning 39. And my lord, this match. The crowd is going nuts for the fatherly discipline with uh, Ray getting the belt off and whipping his boy. My asshole clenched as soon as that happened because, well, 
if you know, you know. Dom then gets her sister wet. <coughs> Phrasing. Andy slaps her son for being a little shit. The Judgment Day and the LWO come out to the ring here to brawl. Dom gets the 619 and the Frog Splash gets the two count. Dom exposes the turnbuckle. Wrestling logic dictates that he is about to get buckled himself and then gets a chain, but Bad Bunny stops him. Dom eats a 619, Frog Splash. Ray wins this match. And I'm guessing in Puerto Rico, we're getting Bad Bunny and Ray versus Dom and, I don't know, Damian Priest, Finn Balor. We're getting another Bad Bunny match, which, okay, he impressed me the last time. Let's go. I'm all for it. Speaking of things, I'm all for Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley for the SmackDown Women's Championship. The Latino Heat-inspired Mammy gear on Rhea. Just <clears throat> very good. I see you. And this is a very Smash Mouth style match. Somebody once told me that this match was going to slap. I didn't have a good enough pun for that. I didn't prepare for that. I am tired. There was a great DDT counter by Charlotte Flair. Rhea with an overhead German suplex where Charlotte lands right on her face. And even Graves on commentary was just like, yikes. Woof, that was a rough landing. There's a lot of hope spots by Flair, and there were some bits where they had me. Like, they're going to WrestleMania 36 Ripley again. They're going to... Oh. 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 Uh, Rhea then just... Then goes goddess mode. Wins with a Brett's Rope Riptide, because Brett's Rope is the most dangerous rope. Shout out OSW. And we have a new SmackDown Women's Champion. And the camera, I think, accidentally picked this up. But Charlotte was like on the outside just going like, you got me. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is your moment. I'm, I'm loving this. This is your moment. So she's kind of smiling and having a good time with it. My lord. And now this next um, spot, a lot of people took umbrage with because... It wound up being the semi-main instead of the women. You know, Allison from the Bot Spots had had that had that uh, opinion. I understand. I kind of agree with it. But you do need a cool down bet between two banger matches is what I'm getting at here. So The Miz and Snoop Dogg, who are the hosts of WrestleMania, are having a chat. And then Snoop basically goads The Miz into doing a match it's like hey didn't you put out an open challenge and Miz kind of sheepishly backs away from it denies or says he deleted the tweet or says he put it on something where people wouldn't find it so I guess he put it on tout and we get a surprise return of Pat McAfee once again just trolling Michael Cole Corey Graves is beside himself he is fuming pissed he hates 
Pat McAfee. And I'm like, if you're going to bring Corey Graves out of retirement, that's your match. Book it, Trips. Book it. And it's just a brawl. We get uh, George Kittle from the 49ers. Boo. Go Chiefs. <laughs> but it was fun. George Kittle uh, prevented Miz from escaping. Goaded Miz back into the ring. We get a punt and McAfee wins. It was fun. It was a nice little cool down while people can go get a beer, rock a piss before this next match because you're going to need to sit down and watch this and pay attention. This is what should have main evented night one, and it did. Because of the overarching story that it's been telling. The Bloodline has dominated wrestling storylines in WWE for the better part of three years. This is the end of one story and a new chapter as well. The Usos defend the undisputed tag team championships against good friends, good brothers... Good enemies, good frenemies, Team Cami, KO, and Sami Zayn. Now, these two are no strangers to tagging with each other at WrestleMania or being on the opposite ends of the ring at WrestleMania as they faced off against each other a couple of years ago. I think it was 36? Nope, 7? I forget which mania it was. Logan Paul was there. <laughs> That's all I remember. Uh, they also tagged together to take down Shane McMahon and a returning Daniel Bryan. Remember that one? That was also a really good one. Team Yep, Yep, Yep. The Yep shirts. Perfect trolling. Uh, some guy wraps the Usos to the ring. I don't know who he was. Uzi, Ver. I'm not hip, guys. I'm I'm old. The last rapper I listened to was Eminem. Okay. So this match, a story is unraveling, as is some damn good action. Both guys are getting the tar beaten out of them. Then you get the hot tag, and then you get a hot tag denied because some guy gets pulled through a table or gets yanked off an apron. Sami Zayn eats the 1D... And kicks out. Michael Cole losing his shit. Because no one's kicked out of the 1D. No one's kicked out of the 1D. And I'm going to go back in time. And see if anyone's kicked out of the 3D. 3 is 2 more than 1 by the way. And then Jay. Decides to. Press A and B and no mercy. And hell of a kick Sammy. Well because Sammy did. The exact same thing. Used move thief to. Usi splash him earlier in the match. So I guess we're even. Zane, hell of a kick. KO stunner, kick out. Double Usi splash on KO, and we get a kick out as well. Uh, Kevin Owens uh, gets a double spine buster through the table. Somewhere in this match, Sami Zayn breaks out the apron brain buster. And somewhere at an orphanage in Mexico, El Generico is smiling and watching on. Then, eventually, you get all the hope spots. You get three Haluva kicks 
on Jay by Sami Zayn. And before they can go for the third, KO stunners Jimmy. And new tag team champions, the the good brothers themselves, not those ones. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. I'm beaming with Canadian pride for these two guys. Longtime friends, also enemies, are the tag team champions. This is where their story ends. Where does that leave Cody's story? Well, I'm going to take a little quick break here and talk about night two. Night one, I think, was the best out of the two, obviously. And I think it's been the best night one or two of WrestleMania ever since they started doing the two-night thing. Best of them. This is close to X7. Might be better. I'm still uh, eating those words. But folks, stay tuned. Grab yourself a prime or don't. Grab yourself a drink, a beer, a tea, a scotch, whatever you fancy. And we'll talk night two right after this. And welcome back, folks, to Fretzelmania 110. I'd like to remind you all that this podcast is brought to you by WrestleLatic Radio. Say it with me, kids. The cure for the common wrestling podcast. You can also listen to all of our other shows, The Kings of the Rings podcast, streaming every Wednesday night on YouTube, Twitch, and everywhere else you can think of. King Ricky Rose, Willie T, and whomever they want to bring onto the Friends of the Show era. Also, we got Nate the Effin' Greats Brace for Impact, giving you your weekly fix for Impact Wrestling. You gotta kick off your weekend in proper YLP fashion with the Young Lions perspective. And also on Friday, you got this. You got Fretzelmania. Check out our links where we have lovely, lovely merch. I am wearing one of my personal t-shirts right now they're nice and comfy we also have your mugs and your beer steins stickers pants and so so much more and please join our discord link will also be in there where you can probably catch us doing voice chats or sharing memes join us folks you won't regret it Now, night two has a lot to live up for after night one. On the pre-show, Rosenberg takes us on a tour from the backstage area through Gorilla, which was on the second floor. Wow. And down to the ramp that takes us to the ring. It was like, what, an 80-yard or so ramp? That's a heck of a sprint. And it was a really cool glimpse as to what the wrestlers and staff and WWE see all the time. I've always wanted to see a wrestler have like a GoPro and go from there to the ring. Oh, Grayson Waller doing the Grayson Waller effect on his way down to the ring. It it, it doesn't count, folks. It, it just doesn't. Kicking off night two is Brock Lesnar versus Omos. This match was four minutes long. Omos had some bear hugs and some choke slams. One particular choke slam that would make The Undertaker at Judgment Day 2002 be like, bruh, seriously. And then, eventually, 
as the story of this match has been dictating. Brock Lesnar suplexes Omos, gets him up for the F5, couldn't do it, does another couple of suplexes, F5, and we're done here. Whatever. This match was questionable being on the card, but you're going to get Brock on. He's going to go out and beat traffic, guys. If you've been in L.A., traffic is shite. It's awful. In our next contest here, uh, here come the women. We have the women's showcase tag team match with Ronnie and Shayna versus Chelsea and Sonia versus Liv and Raquel versus Natty and Shotzi. No tank? Boo. Canceled. This match had a couple of botches to start off. It wasn't pretty. Uh, maybe there were some jitters involved here because you're in front of like 70,000 fans, which, okay, that's fine. I think the one highlight from this match was Raquel powerbombing Liv onto everyone on the outside because that is some power-ass power. And then... After not doing too much in the match, because they're both working hurt, allegedly, Ronda and Shayna win. And they came out to the ring here looking like uh, Ken and Ryu. Unfortunately, we didn't have a Hadouken. We didn't have a Shoryuken. We didn't even have a Tatsumaki Senpakyaku. Look it up. We need something to save this card, because these first two matches weren't that good. Intercontinental title, Gunther versus Drew versus Shamo. Okay, fine. We're we're back. We're good. Uh, this match saves the show. This could be the match of the entire weekend because, my lord, they took pieces out of each other. You know, Sheamus, he gets a bloody chest from all the chops. Lots of chops between the three guys in this match. You know, Gunter got his uh, entrance with um, with Fabian Eichner doing his... Not Fabian. What's what's the other guy's name? Ludwig Kaiser. That's it. Ludwig Kaiser does his... Uh, this is the Ring General introduction. I'm disappointed we didn't get a whole ass choir singing, you know, Gunther... Derrick General das Mappy Stad. That would have been perfect, but we got a choir for Seth Rollins, so it's fine. It's fine. These three guys, they bring it. They're physical. They don't go easy on each other, and if they do, they'll call them out and even belt them even harder. These guys are going to be so beaten up and so sore. Uh, Sheamus hits a broke kick on Guther, almost gets the pin. McIntyre pulls Shamo out of the ring. They start brawling because Shamo's like, dude, what the? F I want this title. You know I want this title. McIntyre front flip to the outside. A Claymore attempt is blocked by a brogue kick. Drew kicks out of that. Finish of this match was just perfect. It was pure domination. Gunter powerbombs Shamo onto Drew and then powerbombs Drew to win this match. And in the Discord chat, it was King Ricky brought this one up. And once he saw that Drew was wearing white and gold, he was like, oh, no. Oh, it's the white and gold curse. And if you know, 
you know. Raw Women's Championship match. Bianca Belair defending against Asuka. Do not lose this momentum because this last match was a belter. So we had a bunch of people dressed as Asuka as the WrestleMania entrance. I mean, it was fine. It, it was good. It was fine. And then Bianca Belair had a bunch of little girls from a youth group doing this cheerleading routine for her, doing the skipping, doing the hair thing. One girl was a contortionist, it looked like, bending her leg all the way up. And during the press conference, Triple H revealed that, you know, one of them, I think it was that one who was doing that bit with her leg, her mother passed away that morning. And she still wanted to go out and do this as a tribute to her. And she looked like she was no more than 10 years old. The intestinal fortitude on there is like more than anyone who is booked on this card. That is, that is gutsy. That is beautiful is what that is. And this match was very, very good. These little girls, their entrance, they killed it. They were awesome. So good. This match wound up being very good. You know, we got a great vertical suplex from Bel Air where she is picking up Asuka from the outside of the apron, suplexing into the ring. Crazy strength. Scary strength. We get a KOD attempt, but it is blocked with Asuka grabbing the ropes. She goes for the mist and then does something that, why hasn't everyone else tried this? She ducks and the mist evaporates in the air. Why aren't you trying this? Wrestling's supposed to be easy. Psychology. Belair ducks, ducks that. Missed. Goes for another KOD. Asuka twists it into an arm bar. We're like, Asuka lock. Okay. Submission victory. We're here. Belair's powering out in KODs and wins. Okay. So, Bianca has a WrestleMania streak. And Asuka has an anti-streak. All right. All right. Big fan of both ladies. I would have liked to see Asuka win. But given, you know, Asuka said something on Twitter. A lot of people are like, oh, she's leaving. She's She talked about maybe I should go back to New Japan. I'm like, no. We haven't had full Kana unleashed yet. This was semi-Kana. This was PG-Kana. Nah. No. New. Who's next for Bianca? This ain't done. We're getting full heel evil Kana versus Bianca. Just watch. This is what I'm thinking. That's what I think is going to happen. So then we get the Miz and Snoop Dogg again. We're egging him on for another match. It wasn't Bobby Lashley. He came out earlier in the night hoisting the Andre Trophy and bailed. That was his mania moment. Unfortunate. I mean, a lot of people are shitting on Bray Wyatt. Like, oh, you have bad creative and the man has an undisclosed illness. What is it? None of your business. We don't have the right to know. 
We don't need to know what's going on in a wrestler's personal life. He may have been there watching it, but he wasn't part of it. Get over it. As much as I wanted to see, you know, LA Knight and Bobby Lashley get a WrestleMania match, it's in the past now. No sense complaining about it if it's in the past, okay? But then Snoop Dogg calls out for somebody and we hear, here comes the money. What? Shane Mc... Shane McMahon! Shane O'Mac comes out and we get an impromptu Shane versus Miz match because we... I mean, their match a couple years ago at WrestleMania wasn't enough. The best in the world versus The Miz. We saw that at WrestleMania, didn't we? Superplex off a platform. George Mazanin wanting to get these hands. So Shane does a leapfrog and tears his quads. Immediately. Toast. He's taken out. I thought this was going to be a ruse. I thought this was like a red herring like Montez Ford at the Elimination Chamber and someone comes in, stomps the guy, and we get something. I thought that was a ruse to get L.A. Knight or Bray Wyatt or something in the ring. But no. They called an audible and Snoop Dogg punches the Miz and when he was standing over him, I said that he's gonna do the fucking people's elbow. And what does he do? He kicks the Miz's arm in. The Snoop people, the Snoop people's, Snoop people, Snoop people's elbow. And he pins the Miz. The Miz is 0-2 at WrestleMania 39. This is the MVP of WrestleMania. He's the MVP of this weekend. Come on. Give the man his flowers. Give him an intercontinental run. After Gunter breaks the Honkometer record. Just do it. My God. Oh, well, we got two matches left now, and these next two are great. Hell in a Cell, Edge versus Finn. Edge comes out to the ring to South of Heaven by Slayer. And if that's not a nod... And a troll at Damian Priest and Judgment Day as a whole? I don't know what is. Because South of Heaven is the name of Damian Priest's finisher. And the words Judgment Day are found in the song. What? How did I not realize this? Being a metalhead. How how am I just now figuring this out a year after the fact. Wow. We get classic Finn Balor. Classic Demon Balor theme. A little bit of purple tinged into his uh, gear. Purple smoke sticks. That was cool. And best of all, the silver, the OG, the classic helmet cell. It's not red. There is a wrestling god, and his name's not JBL. So instead of the colored cage, we get colored weapons, which are stylized after the 
the wrestlers. Brood Edge gets red. Finn Balor gets purple. It's fire-type Pokemon versus ghost-type Pokemon. And it's effective. Or not effective. Finn is beginning to no-sell. And then eats a ladder right in the face. Edge just yeets it at him. Finn is gacked. There is a mahoosive wound on his head. Uh, if you're not squeamish, I do not suggest looking that up on Twitter because... My God, you can almost see the man's actual skull. And he was getting worked over by the referee, trying to get patched up. He's looking pissed. The crowd is booing. And it looked like he didn't really want to stop and maybe tried to make the wound a little bigger for more effect. There was blood everywhere in that match as a result. The camera pans out as Finn is climbing to the top rope for the, two, for the coup de gras. And there's a platform off of a cell for reasons uh, such as this. <laughs> he does a, a coup de gras from that platform. But Edge is on a table for that same move I forgot to mention. And he misses. So <laughs> Finn coup de gras right through the table through nothing, just shattering his ankles, it looked like. There's a spear by Edge and a kick out, and then he gets the red chair, because this will be an effective move against the ghost type. I believe it is. Boom! Concerto to the demon, and Edge wins what could possibly be his final WrestleMania. And hey... If it, if it is, it's a good way to go out. You know, a lot of people think Finn should have won this, but I think that kind of loss could be saved for uh, Edge's retirement match. If it's against Balor, if it's against someone else. The story has been building between these two for a year at this point. So for me, in a storyline perspective, it makes sense. For Edge to win. I'm okay with it. It was, it was very good. Uh, and another reason to beam with Canadian pride. Because Edge is a fellow Canuck himself. Finally. The main event. Of the whole weekend. Undisputed Universal Championship match. Roman Reigns. Defending against the winner of the Royal Rumble. Cody Rhodes. Finish the story. Triple H did say that the story doesn't end at the press conference and now in hindsight. Makes sense. Cody's entrance was just, it was fine, it was basic. Uh, he gives his belt, you know, his weight belt to negative one. Brody Lee Jr. Son of the late great Brody Lee, Luke Harper, they even mentioned it on on commentary. Dustin Rhodes wasn't, he's probably, Dustin Rhodes is backstage, probably. Negative One was here. And, you know, Cody means a lot to Negative One. If you follow Amanda Huber on Twitter, you will know the significance that that man has for the Huber family. Roman's entrance, however, 
is God mode. It's boss mode. It's Ganondorf at the end of Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time as Link is approaching the top of the tower and the organ music is getting louder and louder and more ominous sounding as he goes. Same goes for the end of uh, Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess where the tune changes a little bit the closer he gets. We got a bunch of people on pianos doing a big orchestral rendition of the theme before Kevin Dunn presses play on his actual theme. That was an entrance. That was a WrestleMania entrance. Roman comes out to the ring without the Usos, but with Paul Heyman and Solo Sokoa. Take notes. Sola gives us our first interference with the steel chair jabbed to Cody's back. Of course, while the referee wasn't watching. Roman swipes everything off the commentary table and preps Cody for a shield bomb. Cody reverses with a... Spagingle! Ding! That sends Reigns through the other table. Cody Carter gets a two count. And then behind the referee's back, Solo must have ripped the belt away from negative one and whacked Cody with it. I took another look, me and the guys on the Discord chat, like, did he just take the kid's belt or did he grab another one? No, he took Brody Jr.'s belt and Jr. is very young and is training to be a wrestler right now. In about 10 years, we're going to see Negative One get his heat back. <laughs> I mean, Izzy, she is very close to being of age to basically be on TV to be a wrestler at this point in her life. Shout out to Izzy. Although, you blocked me. I deserved it. I was probably talking shit about your dad, but he deserved it too. And then the ref finally has his aha moment as one of my old uh, Bible college professors would call it, and ejects Solo from the ring. Big pop. Roman's got the belt, and the referee takes it away from him. Cody uses that distraction to hit a crossroads for a two count. Reigns with a urinagi, rock bottom, whatever you want to call it, slam, and we're like, oh. You smell it? You smell that? Oof. I need to put on deodorant. By the way, if you're at a wrestling show, wear deodorant, please. Um, I have an excuse because I'm off. I'm in my comfy clothes and I'm not doing anything today. Cody then lands a pedigree for a two count. And that popped us. That popped us in the chat. We're just like, oh, so we're breaking thrones and we're stealing finishers at WrestleMania. Okay. Michael Cole is just losing his shit during this. The whole match, his enthusiasm, getting us sucked into every near fall. And I can only imagine what it was like in attendance. I know a handful of people who were there. Uh, jealous of all y'all. Perhaps I'll see you in Philly. Perhaps. 
the beautiful disaster kick is reversed with a Superman punch for a two count. We get the figure four leg lock. And like every figure four leg lock of all time, Reigns reverses it, puts the pressure back on Cody. He gets to the ropes. Seriously, who has ever beaten Flair with the reversal of the figure four? I mean, Bret Hart reversed his into a sharpshooter before. But no, seriously, show me. Roman hits a spear. Oh my God, he wins. No, Cody kicks out. And then we get the guillotine choke. Okay, here we go. This is what's going to happen. He's going to choke him out. Cody keeps the arm up. <sighs> okay, okay. Cody falls down. He's fading. But then he gets a surge of adrenaline in his soul. Something, something. I'm Cody Rhodes. Ref bump. Ah, shit. And here we got Farva's favorite word, shenanigans. Hey, Farva, what's that restaurant you like with the uh, goofy shit on the wall and the mozzarella sticks? You mean shenanigans? Oh, I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says shenanigans. And of course, water is wet. Uso has come out here. But the new tag team champions, KO and Zayn, even the odds. And then while the ref is still down, KO stuns Roman. Sammy Haluva kicks Roman. Oh! Near fall after the referee comes to. Two count. Imagine if this was the... If that was the fall, the crowd would have... They would have went nuts, but it would also kind of would have taken away from Cody. Bionic elbow. Oh, baby. We're, we're cooking now, baby. We're getting a little... Death, death the road with bionic elbow it, and then the uh, gold dust uppercut if you will you get the crossroads you get the three generations of the the road dynasty baby crossroads <gasps> second crossroads <gasps> it's gonna be a trifecta of crossroad Paul Heyman what are you doing Heyman's on the apron distracts the ref solo who was kicked out, uh, must have gotten past security with his hoodie up, comes back through the ringside, Simone Spike, Spear, Roman retains. Okay. A lot to unpack here. When I watched it, I was kind of mad. And then I, I slept on it. I watched the press conference. I scrolled Twitter, which was hilarious. I don't hate it. I think this is bigger than, you know, the, the Roman getting to a thousand days bit. Approaching Hulk Hogan. Someone did the math and said, these are the dates where Reigns could break all of the records, even Bruno's, which don't, don't try. Don't try. Don't even try to break Hogan's because that would take us into next summer. It's going to end sometime. But I'm, I'm going to say this. Yeah, I, I picked Cody. I think Cody could have won here. But then what? I know Roman retained here. But then what? 
does he drop both titles in the ring and say, I'm done. No one can beat me. And you do the Vince Russo Nitro reset from from 2000. Do you get someone new? Do you get someone called up? Do not strap that rocket to Braun Breaker. Give this a slow burn. Or do we get a debut from the outside? Jay White. Who knows? But now after learning that, you know, Endeavor bought WWE, I can see why they didn't put the title on someone else yet. I'm okay with it. I'm fine with it. And here's why. Um, It's making my ass tune in every week to see what's next. Triple H said that, you know, WWE, the story doesn't end. We just get a new chapter. And I'm kind of liking these press conferences. I know people like those wrestling girls were there. I know people like, you know, Issa, the Demon Diva were there. Um, and uh, Denise Salcedo, all, all these great people were there. Um, I'm okay with it. This WrestleMania, despite a couple of booking decisions that I slightly agree, disagree with, will go down as one of the greatest of all time in my mind. It's in my top five. It might even be my top three. I said a couple hours ago when I started recording here that it could be better than X7. No, night one in its entirety is better than the entirety of X7. I'll give it that. Night two was a massive step down, but it still had its moments. I mean, Edge coming out to Slayer. I didn't mention the mask he wore. That this mirror, skull, uh, Ghost Rider-esque mask with these badass... Archangel, angel of death kind of wings. I think that's the kind of thing Edge was going for. That being said, this WrestleMania ruled. I loved it. I had a lot of fun watching it because also I was interacting with some friends watching it. Maybe that gives me a glimpse into WrestleManias of the future. I'm holding out hope for Toronto. If I don't get to Philly next year, I mean, I'm turning 40 next year. Uh, I, I got to get on this. <laughs> I'm holding out hope for Toronto someday too, because I'm not far from the city and I can get down there fairly easily. I'm going to Forbidden Door later this year, so maybe we'll start saving some dough. But my Lord, if I can crown this WrestleMania, oh wait, that's Kings of the Rings bit. Um, <clears throat> screw it. 10 crowns, 10 and a half, no, 10 and a half crowns. Ten and a half crowns out of ten. This was good. Night two had a couple of missteps. But I'm not letting a couple of booking decisions I disagree with sully the entire experience. Unfortunately, some fans are treating it like that. Like, not 20 minutes ago were you praising the Hell in the Cell match. Now you're like, F this, F that. I'm canceling this. I'm canceling that. Triple H and... Uh, Triple H is a failure uh, Vince is booking the show he's not okay get over it Vince isn't booking he's hands off creatively he's there to process the sale of the company that he owns that he's the majority shareholder in yeah it's fun to joke about it once in a while it's fun for the memes, especially Vince McMahon's mustache. I mean, 
seriously, mine's better than yours, Vinny. Learn to grow one. But come on, don't let that ruin the entire experience that you were seemingly enjoying not an hour before. That being said, folks, you can follow me on all my social medias at Fretzelmania. That's F-R-E-T-Z-L-E Mania. This podcast is, of course, available on Wrestle Addict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. Listen to all of us. Kings of the Rings, Young Lions Perspective, Brace for Impact, and of course, my show. Shout out to Botch Spots and Chair Shots. Shout out to the Apron Bump, Smackin' It Raw, Ruthless Aggression Podcast, R.A. Era Podcast, Tom Campbell of Cultaholic, Matthew of Botchmania, so many more people, so many more lovely, lovely people who you should all be following, listening to. Uh, there's a big-ass list, and I can't rail them off the top of my head. I'm going to go lie down and get ready to watch <laughs> the Raw after WrestleMania because that's a doozy. And folks... If something major happens, I might put a review of that at the end of this show. If not, we'll see you next week, which has been pre-recorded with my good buddy Nate the and Great. We review WrestleMania 19. Until then, keep your stick on the ice.